Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Aditha Karkara, Chief Data Officer for Deloitte's Government and Public Services. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Brian Pendleton, Chief Data Officer at the Office of Intelligence and Analysis at the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Dr. Pendleton, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm curious if you would be willing to share a few highlights from your key pillars of your data strategy with the audience today? Sure. Um, I think, you know, as I mentioned, when I came into this organization now about a year and a half ago, I think my first task was figure out what are we doing strategically and let that inform everything else that we that we did. And so, you know, as I kind of evaluated the situation, I realized that we did have actually really good data management practices and procedures and accountability for our data assets. But what we didn't really have was a cohesive end to end uh, process uh, that we were using. And so maturing our process to be a truly end to end data management process, one that's you know predictable for our customers to know and understand and navigate um, throughout the entire life cycle of data. Uh, all the way from planning to acquire new data, identifying that data, all the way through um, how we retain or, or or purge or destroy data consistent with either you know federal records management schedules or our intelligence oversight guideline requirements. So um, trying to unify that entire life cycle. Um, the second pillar is all about improving our information sharing uh, capabilities within the department. So um, again, that's it's a very, very important departmental role that we fulfill um, that's delegated to our boss, the undersecretary of INA by the secretary of DHS. Um, and that's that's driven um, that's driven through delegations of authorities that are that are mandated in law to the secretary um, to to help uh, get ahead of some of these issues that um, you know resulted in the catastrophes of 9-11. And so information sharing with other federal um, departments and agencies who have a valid mission need for that data and uh, who would be authorized to access departmental data critical to identifying threat actors. Uh, this is a partnership. You know, I wear a dual hat. Um, I fall within the Department of Homeland Security, but we also are the department's uh, member of the U.S. intelligence community. And there needs to be collaboration between the department and the intelligence community to to take full advantage of the the totality of the data that the U.S. government has to identify threat actors who would um, you know threaten our nation. And so that's really pillar two is improving that flow of information sharing uh, responsibly. Uh, the third pillar is really all about um, innovation and uh, sort of adopting emerging technologies to include advancement of our accelerated adoption of artificial intelligence and sort of all the sub-disciplines that, that could be brought to bear on particular use cases. And then the last one is about uh, data literacy and data acumen. So um, how do we educate non-data professionals on things that are, you know, even basic data terminology um, matters that, um, that they really need to understand in order to know how to partner with us better so that they can leverage the, the technical skills and specialized capabilities that we that we can bring to bear to make their analysis maybe more robust um, or you know just provide them some novel insights that are you know founded on good statistical rigor. Brian, thank you for expanding on um, your uh, data strategy pillars. 
And wow, I, I can't say how much I appreciate your emphasis on connecting the dots across the intelligence community and kind of bringing the focus on how important data is as you're thinking about matters of national security. Uh, talked a little bit about uh, innovation and AI as a key pillar of your data strategy. And I also understand that you recently expanded your portfolio to include some additional AI responsibilities, specifically together with your CDO role. What are those responsibilities and what are your major priorities in that area? So there's there's a number of them because I have AI responsibilities um, wearing my intelligence community hat um, and, and I have other ones wearing my departmental hat as the CDO. And so, you know, I am to the intelligence community, our senior official um, appointed to accelerate INA's adoption of AI within the intelligence community. Um, also within the intelligence community, I represent um, INA and the department um, on the augmenting uh, intelligence using machines executive steering group, where we talk about strategic AI efforts across the, the US intelligence community and prioritizing those efforts and partnering on efforts and deconflicting efforts and investments and things like that. Um, to make sure we're responsibly using the, the sort of scarce resources afforded to, to, to us to do this work. And then for the department, um, I'm not the senior official for the department when it comes to AI, but I'm INA's representative to um, a sort of consortium of uh, senior officials from each component of the department who are responsible for AI within their respective component, meaning, um, you know, when when we're developing strategies and when we are doing initiatives, uh, we are sort of doing those in synchronization and consistent with the guidance and the priorities of the secretary um, and, and being led by um, the headquarters at the department and, and the CTO of the Department of Homeland Security and the DHS Office of Policy each provide um, the department's uh, um, AI senior officials to the broader US government. So Brian, as you're talking about your expanded portfolio with AI responsibilities, of course, we have to also talk about how you are managing your data house and how you're managing data governance as you are collaborating with multiple divisions and bureaus across DHS. Right. Yeah, so, um, and it's not just DHS, it's kind of the broader US government because we have responsibilities for, for sharing departmental data with, with others, other national security partners and, and um, the opposite is also true. We have the responsibility to facilitate sharing and access to appropriate intelligence community information for you know, authorized users within the department. And so uh, when it comes to you know, data governance broadly, um, I facilitate, um, or my, my team, really, my team does everything. I don't do any of this, my team does it all. But uh, but the truth is that our team facilitates something that we have, which I view to be a, a best practice across the US government, uh, called the Data Access Review Council uh, of DHS. And it's a departmental level body composed of um, general counsel, um, the, the headquarters privacy office, civil rights and civil liberties, DHS policy, um, but those folks are the, the core members of the DARC or the Data Access Review Council. And they have very sort of um, broad responsibilities for, you know, I think the core focus of their efforts 
are largely related to you know bulk sharing of data agreements um, and you know facilitating the the agreements and the negotiations to ensure that any sharing of bulk departmental data with um, other recipients um, comports with all the applicable you know privacy uh, impact assessments or or systems of records needs and that the use is actually appropriate and lawful that that we would be facilitating. Um, but to do that, we really bring together not just those headquarters um, stakeholders, we bring together the data owners, if it might be a, a component of DHS's uh, data that's originally collected for, for some particular purpose. Um, uh, the sort of the requester of the requesting organization, it brings them together uh, right in the beginning. And um, the way this works is we're very use case driven, right? So. We start with a use case because only when you can start with a use case can the, the proposed use be appropriately analyzed by all the different sort of dimensions that must be analyzed to determine, you know, the extent to which that use is actually appropriate and lawful. And so, um, you know, we facilitate memorandums of agreement, overarching memorandums of agreement, letters of intent to facilitate this process. But um, it's an extraordinarily, um, complex uh, landscape to facilitate information sharing agreements, but the Data Access Review Council, in my mind, really accelerates those things by bringing all the stakeholders together from the very beginning when we get a request for, for sharing a particular information. And uh, it lets everybody just talk about from their own sort of legitimate um, perspectives what all the things are that we need to consider so that we can be proactive in our approach to addressing them and developing sort of reasonable um, agreements that, that will govern that data's you know, authorized use. So that's kind of how we do data governance, um, especially when it comes to, to information sharing at the department. But the DARC also reviews um, things um, within their charter that allows them to do discretionary reviews. And so, you know, some of those things might be new tools that our team is planning to create, um, analytics or tools. We would bring those to, to the dark and, and let them review them because that body brings together kind of everybody who has a, a legitimate perspective on a compliance or oversight dimension that we need to consider. And we gain really valuable insight. And it truly is a partnership with those folks. I mean, the, the success is all about like our really good relationship with those folks and um, the spirit of transparency. So we go in there and there is nothing to hide, right? If there's a concern, we get it out on the table and we talk about it and we figure out, okay, that's a concern. Is there a way, is there something we can do to mitigate that risk, minimize that risk or, um, if it's something that somebody might be proposing that would otherwise be inappropriate, figure out is there a pathway, an alternative path that actually might be an appropriate use. And you know, to be honest, we don't always get to, to yes on everything, but by and large, I think when we start with what the mission actually requires, you know, maybe what was proposed wasn't necessary to begin with to get the the, the mission value that we needed. And I think we we are very good as a team at coming together to figure out a way to contribute to the mission um, consistent with sort of the spirit of um, the original proposal. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your experiences with us today. I know the audience is really gonna benefit from everything you shared today, Brian. 
Thank you so much. And I hope to connect again, maybe later in the year as you move forward with your data strategy. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Aditha.